Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just talk, take a couple moments and just let your soul relax into the arms of your spirit. And just let's invite the Lord to do whatever he wants to do. Lord, we do that. We just agree with our spirit that you know what you're doing in our lives and that if we understood it, we'd agree with it as well. And we thank you for doing what's best for us even when we try to interfere. Lord, we we acknowledge and embrace your love for us. And we know that you do all things well. And Lord, those that need a specific word of guidance or a physical touch or even a financial breakthrough, Just by my spirit, I speak that life to whatever your need is. And this is something you can learn to do, too, and I encourage you to do that. You you are a spirit being. You have eternal life. You have everything you need for life and godliness right now. And by your spirit, you can speak life into your situation. You can meet your needs. Because God has already met them. Your spirit has no lack, no questions, no doubt. And your spirit can therefore speak life to your soul and your body and your your circumstances. And this is something we're, we're learning to live as a spirit being. as a son of God who has received eternal life and is living in the kingdom now. Clearly, that's not our physical body or even our soul, but our spirit is already living in God and experiencing every aspect of eternal life. So, Learn to speak life to your soul, to your body, and to your circumstances, to those around you. As you spend time with the Lord and learn to hear more clearly, and he changes your motivation, your emotions, as he brings healing and restoration you will, that life that is in your spirit will flow through your soul and your body. And you will find yourself saying things and doing things and reaching out in ways that you never expected to find yourself. 
just let it happen and never be afraid to make mistakes if you're spending time with God there's there's a calmness and a peace that is permeating your soul and your body and you can let that become a way of life where quietness and confidence becomes your existence, your environment. So you don't need to be afraid of of how you look or if you make a mistake or how you're received because you've already you're already walking in that peace, in that quietness because you will be experiencing having all your needs met. Now, for most of us, if not all of us, haven't the foggiest idea what that's like, to have all of your needs met. And I'm not just talking about the physical needs, but especially the soulical needs. God created your soul to have certain needs. But he created your soul's needs to be met by or through your spirit. Because of sin, because we were all born separated from our spirit, our our spirit was dead. So So our soul was trying every which way to get its needs met. Again, they're God-given needs. He doesn't hold it against us that we need love, that we need to be valued, that we need to be recognized as an individual, that we have meaning, that our lives have meaning. God gave you those needs. But those needs, again, were meant to be met in your spirit. Because your spirit is connected, is one already with God. So that's God meeting your needs through your spirit. Once you became born again, once you were restored through what God did for us, through his son, he restored our soul. Now we're in the process of it becoming becoming one, returning to its union with our spirit so that the needs that you have in your soul, the God-given needs that you have in your soul are being met by your spirit. Now, there's a lot of challenges with that. One of them being that you will no longer fit in with the way things work on this earth. When you know God by experience and by having your needs met, by being changed, by becoming one, spirit, soul, and body, you won't need what others are offering. 
you won't be manipulatable. You won't be susceptible to what you were before. We talk about the Christians are overcomers. This is part of the overcoming process. Is we overcome those things that we used to use, that our soul used to use to get its needs met. Approval from others. Control over others. Control over our environment. An attempt to control how others perceive us. Successful or even rejecting others before they reject us. We, we have developed ways of protecting ourselves. And God knows that. And he made that mechanism available to us. So he doesn't hold it against us that we are the way we are. He just doesn't want us to stay there, to stay the way we are in our soul. Your soul longs for that eternal life that's now in your spirit. But your soul is going to go through a process that the Lord himself is doing. God is is reconnecting your soul and spirit. How he does that and the speed, and what his priorities are, and what it looks like to others, it's totally up to him. But he has given us, can we say, something to do, and that's to be with him, and to pursue those things that we know, we can have confidence that we will need to learn how to be. And how to be is walking and living and moving and having our being as a spirit being. You are a spirit being. You have a soul and you live in a body. Again, if you've been born again. If God has quickened your spirit. It's a process. It's a long process. I don't know if anyone has ever gone through enough of a process where they are fully recovered to be spirit, soul, and body, would have had to have been post-resurrection after Christ was raised from the dead. And since then, I don't know if anyone has really fully gone through that process. I suspect someone will at some time, but I don't know whether anyone is close. It's one of the reasons I know we're, in, we're nowhere near whatever he's going to do next, whatever the next thing is. We have a long way to go. Someone on this earth, I believe, has to be reun- reunited as spirit, soul, and body before he ushers in whatever he's going to do next. Now, again, that's just my surmise, my, my opinion, because we don't even know what that would look like. And he can do things in the twinkling of an eye. He can restore us, our soul to our spirit with a snap of his fingers, with just a thought. So if he wanted to, he could do it right now. 
But there is something about the process through our being changed that puts qualities and character in our whole being, our spirit, soul, and body, and especially gratitude. Going through this process of change and healing and restoration brings us an appreciation for who God is, his nature, his, his love for us. his planning, his direction, how much he cares for us. Most of us really still are struggling with accepting his unconditional love. We, so often we want to do something in response, either because we have received or because we want to deserve who, who everything that God wants to give us. When all he's saying is here, this is for you. Take it and enjoy it. You want to say, okay, well, what are we? What am I supposed to do with this? I don't want to do something wrong with it. I don't want to. I want to make the most of it. What am I supposed to do with this? And he just says, just enjoy it. This is for you. We have a real hard time with just saying thanks, and then just enjoying what he gives us. That's just one aspect of our the soul, our soul that we have problems with. There's a lot. And each one of us has an individual set of problems. So that's part of our, our challenge here is we're trying to you know cover quite a variety of different kinds of people and the kinds of challenges we go through. So we kind of try to keep it broad. We try to use some specific examples. But this is really for you to take to the Lord and say, what What do you want to tell me about this? What do you want to say about this? Because it all comes back to your relationship with God. My opinion of how you're doing doesn't matter at all. Now, I'm always happy to provide encouragement and feedback, but that's not about how you're doing. Because only God can tell you how you're doing. And he wants to. You know, he wants us to have confidence that we're hearing from him and that he's moving in our lives, he knows we need encouragement. He knows we need direction. He knows we need him. So he provides that encouragement in whatever way he chooses. That's really the issue is when you're looking, when you have a need and you insist that that need be met a certain way, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be, you know, we don't dictate to God. He is the God. Now, from our spirit, we learn, we're learning to speak life and healing and restoration. But that's only because our spirit has already received that truth from God because your spirit and God are one. Your soul is the problem. Your soul is disconnected from your spirit. But God's not like going to let you stay that way. This is why we come back to developing these habits of seeking God. That there's nothing magic or special about 
whatever process we happen to be talking about at any given time or approach. It's simply that it does give us something to start with, build on, something to objectively approach God with. And that is often a big challenge. It's like, how, you know, okay, what do you mean talk to God? What do I say? What do you mean spend time with him? What, what would that look like? And God knows we're, we're new, new about this. We need help with it. And so he lets us take steps and measures and try things, follow a path, take a step, try something new, and give us, he gives us the direction. He gives us the, the encouragement, the, the goals even. Not because the goals in and of themselves are important or significant or special, but because they get our attention onto him. We're, we're looking for him. We're looking for his movement in our lives. And that's really what's the most important thing. We're learning to live and move and have our being as a spirit, And that is the same thing as being in God. It's not something we do separately. Our soul doesn't is not separate. Now that we're being reunited, we are being reunited more and more and more. It's not a either or. It's a process. And so we are looking for things. What can we do while this process is going on? What are we to do? What can we do? How can we enjoy what God is doing? Well, how can we participate in what he's doing? How can we not hinder what he's doing? Again, it comes back to starting with spending time with him, letting him reveal himself in any way he chooses. And then when we get back to even these eight steps to engaging the supernatural, we went through four last time, numbers one through four. We'll go through those a little bit again. But it's not that, okay, this is a, you know, an answer to solving problems. It's, it's simply a starting point for you to approach what God is doing in your life that makes sense. We all understand the concept of steps. You do one and then the next one and the next one, and it leads us somewhere. And we understand this, this concept of them being different and having something different about each step. We, we understand that. It gives us some sense of comfort and an objectivity. But they aren't magic. They aren't something that take the place of spending time with him or of allowing him to change us and motivate us. They are merely a guidepost. Start here. This is, we've talked 
the the eight, this is just a an approach. If you're if you take this before the Lord and He says you don't need to worry about step number five or combine two and three, however He speaks to you, that's what matters. That's the goal. Is that you're hearing Him. You're working on this project with him. You're the project, reuniting your spirit and soul. God's doing that, not you. But the more you are aware of him, the more you will be able to go through the process with at least a level of quietness and confidence and peace. And maybe even enjoy the process. God's not an old fuddy-duddy where, okay, if we're godly, we're never going to laugh. We're never going to have a good time. We're never going to be able to enjoy ourselves. That's not him. He invented laughter. He invented joy and having a good time and having friendships and having family and achieving good things and great things and having fun. He invented all that. We don't need to deny what he has placed within us, that which is he has created. Now, as we progress through our relationship with him, he puts his finger on areas that he is changing so we can recognize and embrace the change he wants to make. Not so we can... You know, okay, Lord, you brought me this far. I'll take it for your mirror. No, we don't want to interfere with what he's doing. But we do participate, and we say thank you. So last week we talked about the first four steps. First step was make yourself available. Second was attention. Give attention to what he's drawing. You're making what he's drawing your attention to. Pay attention. Then approach him. Ask, Lord, is that you? Then just listen. Just be available. You know, it's interesting about the ear. It's passive. Hearing is passive. You just can have your ear there. And it will pick up sound, will pick up music, whatever's in those audible waves, it picks it up automatically. You don't have to put any effort into it. And I think that's to give us, take away some of that fear. You don't have to put forth any effort to hear. Now, there's going to be a lot of times when You're not going to hear anything most of the time. Most of the time when you're waiting, it's going to be pretty quiet. That's fine. Rest in that quietness. Rest in that that confidence, that, that presence. Whether you feel him present or not, you know he's there. And he's with you and he's making himself known to you. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to respond 
You don't need to get any questions answered. You can just be with him and let him be God in and through you. Now, what these first four steps do is start to develop some really great lifelong habits of turning to God, of making yourself available to him, of hearing, of approaching. Is it okay to ask God questions? Absolutely. The more the better, as long as we listen, let him have a chance to answer. So then the last four steps are engage, respond, respect and follow through, and finally back to business. And again, you make as many steps as you want. It's, that's not what's important. But so you're, you've listened. You've asked the Lord, Lord, is that you? And you're listening for him to respond. The fifth step is engage. When you do hear something, when there's a thought or a desire or a reminder, this is really common, being reminded of something. A lot of times we think that these reminders that God gives us, it's us. You know, like, oh, we've we've forgotten about something. Or even that he reminds us of promises he made to us or desires that we've had in the past. Oh, I've always wanted to write that song or travel to this country or whatever, and that comes to our attention, and we feel guilty that we haven't done it, or we push it aside because we're trying to focus on God, or a lot of different things. And really what it is, is you have asked him, and now you're listening, and this is what's coming up. This is what's coming to the top of your soul these things from your past or present desires, maybe even guidance that you need for your future. Don't discount what comes to the surface. Because sometimes he will give you a specific task or reminder, whether it's for you or for someone else. And he wants us to learn what to do with it. And very often the best thing to do is just let it be there. Let it hang, like hang in the atmosphere. Lord, you've put this song in my heart to to write this song. Let it just be there. Because again, the writing of the song is not what's important. It's that you're communicating and communing with him about the desire he's put on your heart. So stand with him. Just enjoy the process of being with him regarding a task he may have given you or nothing at all. Wait with him. Wait for
for him. Wait on him. Wait for as long as he chooses. Now, a lot of times we we may feel like, okay, I'm waiting on him and nothing's happening. And how long do I wait for him? Well, however long it takes, however long works out. You know, say if you need to take care of business, something else, go do something else, that's fine. We're all learning by experience. And what will be interesting is the more time you spend with him, the more time you will want to spend with him. He draws us by his goodness. He doesn't push us. He doesn't bribe us. He's not trying to coerce us or talk us into not having any other options but to rely on him. He's drawing us by his goodness. One of the hardest things to accept is that patient, silent waiting in his presence, whether we feel that presence or not, is the highest form of spiritual activity. When your soul is still, when your spirit, when your uh, physical body is still, your spirit can be the most active in your being. There is so much going on beyond our senses, our physical senses. Being quiet keeps our soulical and physical senses from interfering with his work. So rest, relax, let him be like that hand over still waters where you don't see where it's been until it creates waves. He's going to give you a new sight and a new vision and a new appreciation for what he has been doing in your life. So we'll be getting back together again same time next week. Till then, feel free to drop me a line at diane at org. It's always great to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.